Let's go to karma. But does karma still exist? Does anyone else have a friend they can truly call their Amigas Cheetahs? Life is messy and hard, but I've got a friend in this wonderful person. Welcome back to another episode of Pearls and Cucumbers, the podcast. I am your host, Asha Pearl. I feel like a game show host because I was playing a game with my students today at work and I was acting like I was a game show host. So I'm just stuck in that mindset now. Last week, I talked about family and trauma or the trauma that basically comes with having a family. So this week, we're going to dive into a different kind of trauma. I'm sitting here with my absolute best friend in the whole wide world. He is one half of Spirit Squad Rejects. He is an unknown prodigy when it comes to creating lyrics. Thank you, thank you. He wrote an article on the Pearls and Cucumbers blog entitled Shame and Fear for Pearls and Creators. And he's going to talk about it with us today. How are you, Ari? I'm good. Uh, This is so, you know what, this is so refreshing because normally when we're doing something like this, it's for our other podcasts, which for those who have asked, because people have asked, (laughs) we are just on hiatus. We're coming back. We are. Um, But I'm so happy for you and so thrilled to be on this like new endeavor because this is like awesome and I'm happy to just be in the back seat and let you take the lead. (laughs) I'm not very good at taking the lead, so I'm, I'm anxious, but I'm happy. I'm happy we're able to do this. So... We're going to start with the title. We'll just start with the title of the article. It's entitled Shame and Fear. Can you sort of walk us through why it's called that? What your journey with writing the article had to do with? Yeah, so um, I think first and foremost, um, to go to the title, so the full title was um, Shame and Fear, A Peek Behind the Queer Curtain. And that was really just sort of a play on something that I mentioned within the article I sort of liken my um high school relationships or a lot of the relationships in my life at a certain period of time as um as I liken it to the Wizard of Oz in that scene where you know Dorothy and crew are with the wizard and they sort of like he's you know we know that the wizard is behind the curtain the whole time And that's sort of like what I felt like a lot of my friendships were. It was like putting up a facade and, you know, like, don't peek behind the curtain. Don't see the real me. Just focus on this, you know, version of myself that I've presented, which is inauthentic, riddled with, you know, problematic thoughts. Um, So that was sort of where it stemmed from. And to go to your question about just the article as a whole, you know, I think... um, What's interesting, a peek behind the pearls and cucumber curtain, is that you had actually initially asked me to write something about friendship. And I kept writing and rewriting and rewriting, and I would write something and I would delete it. And then somehow I just felt like the writing became really cathartic um, and really emotional. And it just sort of took me in its own direction. And it took me through like these different points of my life. Um, Unintentionally, you know, it it turned into like a timeline almost. But um, it was interesting because it started as one thing and then it transformed into something else. I 
I remember it us trying to make it about friendship because before I had so full disclosure Ari is the one that came up with the name Pearls and Creators because I was just going to call it the creators page and just have a lot of people that are creators and people that I know people that are my friends post their things on there and he was like call it Pearls and Creators and I was like by God, I don't know. I don't know what like the fucking old term for it is. Golly gee, I was like, that's, <laughs> gee whiz, gee whiz, <laughs> that's perfect. So I was really, I was really, I. He was supposed to be one of the first articles on there, you know, and it was gonna be initially just a double feature of my article and his article on the main page. But then when I started the creators page, I was like, he has to go on there because like his is like the highlighted creator that I really wanted to talk about and it was going to be a double feature about friendship I began writing an article called no new friends and then he began writing an article that didn't have a name yet because we were still trying to figure it out I never came out with no new friends because it wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to go in because to be perfectly honest I made new friends and I was like oh okay I can have friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's it's not like a scary thing to do um and then reading your article that had to do with like your coming out story and you sort of not wanting to show the real you when I know the real you and you're an absolutely amazing person. Thank you. It she's, is, she's just being kind. <laughs> I'm being fake. She's being kind because I'm trapped in her room right now. <laughs> I was just um, riddled with like anger and sadness and just empathy because all I wanted to do was like kick all these people's asses that were ever mean to you that ever made you feel like that you couldn't be the person that you are because you are an amazing person thank you there's no other person that i want to sing cheetah girls in my room in your house with wigs on high school musical all day every day thank you (laughs) i mean it was it you know it's interesting that you say um that when you were reading it, you were sort of riddled with like anger and a little bit of sadness. And I definitely felt all of those things writing it. And it truly was like, I, I know I said this before, but it was really cathartic. And, you know, I'm definitely someone I have difficulty expressing myself verbally. And I think I do a better job of expressing myself in written form because I'm, I'm able to really like jot down all of my thoughts in a way that is just like true as to what I'm feeling. Um, and I actually wrote that article and I had sent you one version, which was pretty close to the, to the version that was published. But then I went back in and really like changed the ending and added to it because I felt like it was actually too depressing at first. (laughs) It was too sad and I didn't want it to be like a sad story. I wanted it to be hopeful because that's life. And you know, you have your, ups and downs and it's a journey and I feel like ultimately as long as you're learning from you know even your saddest days you know that's all you can ask for is just to like grow from that you end it with there's still plenty of boxes to unpack on this move towards the real me whoever that is but thank you for the (laughs) true friends who have created an encouraging atmosphere for me to explore the many facets of facets of my queer identity but I really identify with like the whoever that is because I feel like we're still in our oh my god we're in our late 20s -hmm. we're in our late 20s and we're still trying to figure out who we are who we're trying to be um 
I feel like a year ago when we started Spiritual Life Rejects together, we didn't know that we were going to be these people. And I feel like we've grown even more into just better versions of ourselves. For sure. And you, you being able to identify these certain moments. That was actually going to be my next question is like, sort of my next question, what time period out of the ones that you've listed here sort of stay with you the most? So you talk about being in second grade and sort of the first time you heard the word gay and heard, and you asked what it meant Mm -hmm. and you getting an answer that was sort of like, "Mm, it's just this, don't worry. Yeah. And then moving into your 16 and rehearsal at High School Musical, shout out to, you know... I don't want to say shout out to our theater club because I don't want to say it was excellent, but it definitely created a safe place Mm -hmm. in certain aspects for us. And Mm -hmm. that's definitely where you and I connected as friends. For sure. Um, Although this is an account of a really particularly Mm -hmm. awful memory. Mm -hmm. um, It still was. And then this picture of you is so cute. I love you. Thank you. And then 20 years old, the restaurant fiasco and the thing that happened and now you're in present day and you're still reflecting on like you say the many different lives Mm -hmm. so i've ranted i'm sorry no which of those moments do you sort of recall the most that you sort that like is a constant thing not constant but is something you refer to every once in a while when you're like i got to hear i had i went through this i can get through anything which one of those moments was probably the most triumphant for you that you were like, I got through this and I think about where I'm at now. Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, I think it's interesting because if you sort of, um, to anyone who's read it, you'll see that it's sort of almost like this evolution of homophobia almost. And it's like the different levels that you experience as you get older. You know, it's like, one thing for kids to call you gay and then it's sort of like another once you're like a grown-ass adult and you have someone at a restaurant calling you a faggot and telling you that you have to, you know, that they don't want to serve you. So it's it's was sort of like an evolution. So in a weird way, it's sort of like random moments will spark those, you know, it'll trigger different, um, different memories. So I don't know if there's necessarily... I guess if I were to... to pick one that I feel like maybe stands out the most uh maybe high school because it's just those are like formative years and you know I always you know I have definitely gotten better with relationships um both romantic and friendships in terms of how I communicate and just um being able to form bonds with people but i definitely think like you know the high school years were the hardest just because those are the years where you're really you know you solidify friendships with people um and you learn you know real communication skills like how to actually develop friendships you know in a deeper way than elementary school um and for me I didn't do that you know I really like shied away from people and was you know presenting a version of myself that was inauthentic and watching all of these people being envious really of all these people around me who were in romantic relationships and really you know I was in a headspace where I felt like I wasn't worthy of that so 
I guess if I had to attribute it to one, I would say maybe that time period just the most because it brings like back a feeling of like real isolation. But, you know, all of them can be triggered by, you know, random things. But, you know, I think part of growth, which is really where I was trying to wrap up the article, um, is just about, you know, not not letting those past moments really define you and, you know, being able to grow from them and realizing that, you know, the different versions of yourself, as I describe it, um, aren't necessarily you and who you are today. And, you know, again, you shouldn't let them define you by any means. Different versions of you aren't necessarily who you are today. Mm-hmm. Snaps. <laughs> that's, that's so perfect. But I will say to, you know, just to add to that really quick, something that I, you know, did at the end of the article. And by no means, I to go back to the last thing that you said about how I said, you know, trying to figure, you know, I'm trying to take steps to my truest self, whoever that may be. I wanted to be clear, like, I'm not approaching this from a place of like, I am, I have reached some place in my life where I am fully aware and, you know, mindful at all times. Self-actualization. Like, I'm, I'm a normal ass human being <laughs> who sometimes gets triggered by things, sometimes reverts back to old tendencies and habits, um, you know, based off of anxiety and all of these things that we fear. I think the point that I was trying to make is if I can look back today and say, you know what, I'm a little bit better than I was yesterday, that's growth. And that's what should be celebrated. And that's why I also, at the end of the article, say, you know, I, I thank these different versions of myself. I thank 16-year-old me and 21-year-old me because I know at the end of the day, I reacted in the only way that I knew how in those moments. And ultimately, you know, I'm thankful that we, we, me, that I, <laughs> that I and the different versions of myself made it, you know, just made it through the day, made it through the time and kept on keeping on. Kept on keeping on. And that's oh. all you could do. That's, that's what I wanted to put on the bulletin board. Keep on keeping on. That's what it was. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I do the bulletin boards at my school at, or at my job, and we did like uh, one of them was how to cultivate wellness, and then the other one was just like bobbleheads of like the students and the teachers. And I wanted to put keep on keeping on, but I could not think of the phrase. And you just reminded me of the phrase. That's what I'm what here if I for, just folks. what if I just tore down the entire bulletin board and I was like keep on keeping? I encourage that. <laughs> I encourage that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, to wrap up. Because we're getting to the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, part one, part two, baby. Part one, part two. Possiblemente. Let me know if you want that. If you don't, we probably will do it anyway. Yeah. What message do you hope to give to others struggling with coming out? Um, just... Ooh, okay, that's a good question. Is that too heavy? No, 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 not at all. Let's unpack it, baby. Let's <laughs> unpack it. <laughs> um, what message do I have for people who are coming out? You know what? Um, when we were in high school, I remember there was this whole campaign called It Gets Better. 
the It Gets Better project. Mm -hmm. And I remember I would spend like hours on YouTube. You know, it seems like corny now, but I would spend hours on YouTube watching these videos of people, um, you know, making these It Gets Better uh, videos and messages and saying like, you know, you may be in this dark period now. You may feel like nobody understands you. You may feel alone. You may feel like you don't want to live but um just know that like there is a light at the end of the tunnel even when it feels like there isn't and it feels like no one understands you you know who you are so at the end of the day someone understands you even if it's just you and I ultimately feel like just keep on keeping on and do you and hold your head up high find those people they exist and I know it's it's gonna be so hard to to it's gonna feel like it's so hard to find people who fully understand you or people that you feel like you know you can't be comfortable with and I get it in high school it's hard to trust people I'm 27 years old and when I tell you I trust about like I can count the number of people I trust on one hand one hand for real, for real. And yes. I know a lot of people and I have a lot of great friends and it's not a reflection of them. It's more so a reflection of me. And you know, when you get burned one too many times, you're not going to want to put your hand near the flame. No, I get that. So it's, it's going to be hard, but you will know. You, you trust your instinct and you can really read people's energy. Even if you're 16 years old, you know, you know the people that you that you feel really will understand you, will be respectful of you. And listen, it's your prerogative if you open up to someone and you feel like they're not respectful of what you have opened up to. It is your prerogative to walk away from that relationship. That's a boundary that you decide to set for yourself. Yeah. You know what? I've realized that this person is not good for me. I know that they are not going to support me the way I need to be mm -hmm. supported. So that's the new boundary. I told you something. I don't fuck with you anymore. I'm not going to tell you anything else. And I'm going to protect myself so that I don't have to endure any more hate and shameful talk from other people. Yeah. So. And if I could impart just one more thing, yeah. and it ties back to the, you know, coming out thing. Mm -hmm. I, um, someone that I absolutely love, a celebrity, Karama Brown, for those who don't know, he's on Queer Eye, um... He's, uh, you know, a media personality. He wrote a book that absolutely changed my life. And it was actually his, you know, his memoir. And he wrote a... Ch I, I, I highly recommend, implore all of you to go <laughs> read this book, truly. Because it was such a great, great eye-opener for me when it came to certain things. And he actually has a whole passage about coming out. And he how he sort of has rebranded it as letting people in. Because when you talk about coming out, you're sort of putting the power in other people. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if you only want to tell, you know, three people your business, that is your business to tell. And, you know, coming out implies that it's like you owe it to other people almost. You don't. To, and You know what I mean? And you don't. And you don't he, has, he phrased it much better than I did. I don't no, want to like I love the way mis you said it. Uh, misrepresent what he said, but it was something along the lines of that, like, at the end of the day, it's you have the power and you decide who you want to let in. Um, but just know that, like, it's you, you can be whoever you want to be. And 
at the end of the day, if you change your mind or you feel some type of way today, that's not necessarily maybe who you're going to be tomorrow. And that's okay too. And like, don't place yourself in a box, live your life, be fluid, whether it's gender, sexuality, it's all a spectrum. It's all fluid. And listen, get up in these waters. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's something in the water. Because once you allow yourself the freedom to really, to to not place yourself in a box, and the minute that you say, you know what, I'm going to really go with the flow when it comes to who I am, who I love, what I feel, how I'm representing myself, you will feel so free of judgment. And it's hard. I'm not going to sit here in front and be like, oh, it's great. No, it's, it's a difficult. process. Yeah. But let me tell you, once I began to start that process, it's like a weight is off of your shoulders. And it's amazing. Okay, last question. Yeah, yeah. Why are we friends? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, are you being fake? Are, you're being fake. <laughs> No, you know what? Let's we got a fucking comma. <laughs> we are friends because we will randomly quote um, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, Cheetah Girls, High School Musical, America's Next Top Model, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just talk, we'll, we'll just quote all of it. <laughs> no, you know what? We are, real talk, we are friends because you are a good spirit and I gravitate towards people who are just like good souls. I Can I just say really one thing and I know that this is like the, your longest podcast yet but I promise this will be no, my I'm last here story. For it. I promise. <laughs> I just want to say that part of the reason that we are friends and it's a testament to you as a person is because when I came out so many people were like oh I knew, oh I knew or, or it was the opposite of like to my face at least, like, oh, well, why didn't you tell me and making it about them? And you were one of the only people who was like, I didn't really know. I didn't really, (laughs) I didn't think about you in that type of way, like either way. And I really respect that because for that type, for that age, that, you know, so many people, again, want to place you in like a box and they're like, oh, he's gay and whatnot. And you were just kind of like, I didn't, I honestly truly didn't know. And I believe you for that. I mean, I keep getting made fun of because I have a bad gaydar or whatever, but I don't, I don't think, not in a way where it's like, I don't see color because that's a different discussion. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I just, who you choose to love is not my business. Mm -hmm. I love you as a person. I love you for all the reasons in the world because we have great energy together. We'll go to New York City and put Hennessy in our coffees and we'll just have a great time. You are a great person to be around. You are a great friend. You've been helping me through some of my lowest, lowest moments of my life. And yeah. But that's friendship. That's That's friendship. friendship. And listen, I would want you, like I would, I know, I was going to say I hope, but I know you would do the same thing for me. And that is friendship. And you're like family. You know what I mean? Like, some friends become family, and, you know, we are kindred spirits. So, you're coming over for Thanksgiving? Well, I actually am going to be with my real family. (laughs) Okay. Wait, I was just saying that for the podcast. Are we still filming? Are we still filming? Is this thing on? (laughs) Okay. So, where can they find you? 
You can find me um, in the streets. Wherever you want to <laughs> find me. You know what I mean? You can find me at the club. You can follow me on Instagram, um, which is my, I am at Aristotelis, which is my full first name, underscore, underscore, underscore. Because you know what? Real talk, somebody has at Aristotelis, and I they have no posts on their Instagram, and I have reported them multiple times. I'm not even going to sit here and like pretend I didn't. Delete your Instagram, Aristotelis, because if you're not going to use it and utilize it the way it should be utilized. Right. I'm trying to brand myself here. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, for real, for real. But anyway, you can find me on there. Um, well, you can find me on Spirit Squad Rejects. I promise we have new episodes coming soon. For real, for real. Like, you know how life finds a way to sort of get in the way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you know, it's just been crazy. We've been, ch- we've gotten jobs. Yeah. We've done, we've been, we've been changing up. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. Listen, this is like Destiny's Child when they, um, like split up for a hot second. You know, you know, listen, this is like Destiny's Child when Beyonce like released her first solo album, solo album and then Kelly released an album and Michelle, but then they came back and what did they do? They released the hottest album of all time, which had, you know, uh, Soldier and like Lose My Breath. So this is what we're doing. We're just like on separate paths, <laughs> doing our thing, but then we're going to come back stronger than ever. Listen, and we didn't really like lit up like we were chilling no and we still posted just on like the- destiny's child <laughs> and we kept posting on the on the instagram just random things like hey we're together just not recording <laughs> yeah but we will we will because we love degrassi thank you for listening thank you for joining me today this is fun i'm gonna put this whole thing up yeah yeah okay this is fire <laughs> how are we at 25 minutes yes oh, word come on now bye bye Let's go to karma. But does karma still exist? Does anyone else have a friend they can truly call their Amiga's Cheetahs? Life is messy and hard, but I've got a friend in this wonderful person.